in my wildest dreams, I, I never saw the high-scoring shootout coming. What the hell's going on out here? It's Quick Snaps. You want to crown them? They crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. With Kostaki Economopoulos. And I got some jokes, you know how we do. And Aaron Hodges. Do you know I tried out as a place kicker for the Hartford Colonials? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Playoffs? We're going to see how it feels. Can't wait. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Another wonderful NFL Sunday. Uh, this is Quick Snap Comedy Football Talk. I'm Kostaki Economopoulos, and that is... Aaron Hodges. <laughs> Mid-season form, baby. <laughs> How's it going, man? Birds I'm good. Are looking good. I'm good. Yeah, the Falcons are winning as we speak. I hope. I'm glad this is being recorded. In case that changes, right now they're winning. <laughs> um, uh, I thought I was going to lose all three fantasy games, and I had like two of them came roaring back, and I won two of them, including beating my brother, which is always a pleasure. Always, yeah. And I actually have an outside shot of pulling off a win in the uh, Quick Snaps League, too, based on Carson Wentz currently having minus two points. Oh, nice. <laughs> in, a, in a pretty quarterback-heavy league. Yeah, I thought I'm done. I, I probably st- I'm 81% to lose, but I was 96 about an hour ago. <laughs> That's good. So, Who you got? You got uh, Odell. You need a big night from Odell. I need a I need a continued slow night from Carson. A big night from Odell, and then some kicking from the Cleveland kicker. Could be done. It could be done. How are you? What's up, man? I'm good. I'm just chilling, watching the uh, the Falcons the Eagles game on a, on the computer while we record this. Yeah, it's nice, right? Yeah, man. Just crack open a beer. I took you did. I got one. I brought one here because I thought you might do that. And I didn't want to do it without you, but here you go. I I got tonight a blue moon harvest pumpkin wheat. I'm seasonal. Whoa, whoa. I'm seasonal AF. I'm going uh, Modelo in uh, honor of Eddie Pinheiro. Who oh, I there you go. Assume hey, are is you, Mexican, but uh, are you? Is that a little teaser for our kudos and taps on the back, which we're bringing uh, back tonight? Maybe, maybe, maybe. That's actually who I had in mind. You want to go ahead and do that now? <laughs> for new listeners, we had uh, a lot of kudos and taps on the back. <laughs> it was born from an interview that Kostaki did at a Super Bowl with Aqib Talib. One of the great cornerbacks and one of the great characters. <laughs> great personalities. Yeah. He said the cornerbacks get a lot of kudos and a lot of taps on the back, so right. he didn't feel disrespected at all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I basically asked him, like, uh, you know, I feel like you guys are underrated. You have to, you know, you, the, you have to chase around the biggest, strongest, fastest guys in the world, and they know the play, and you don't know the play. Do you feel like you don't get enough credit? He goes, I, get, I think we get some kudos. A lot of kudos. Some taps on the back. Taps on the back. <laughs> so that's where it was born. Some and, version uh, of that. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're bringing it back. Bringing it back. And uh, I think this week, I'm watching the game right now. Impressed with the first half. A lot of kudos to Desmond Trufant for having two interceptions in the first half. A lot of kudos. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a way to keep your team in it when they can otherwise be struggling. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Well done. One from the seated position. You don't see that often. That's a good one. All right, I'll take the one that we were both kind of considering. I'll, you got to go Bears kicker. 
a young kicker coming in, tons of pressure, crazy ending to that game. 50-something yarder, 52, something like that. I think so, yeah. Get the monkey off their backs with the kicking problems with up there with the Bears. So kudos, man. Taps on the back. Man, I forgot uh, that the Bears season ended with the, the double doink, mm. as they were calling it, until the opening night game. And I was like, oh, man, I forgot all about that. That's brutal, man. That is a brutal. Yeah. And they had the other game where he hit four uprights in one game. Oh, my God. That was the same kicker? Same season. I think it was the same guy, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, that you couldn't do that in 100 years. <laughs> <laughs> Falcons got a fumble on the opening kickoff. Is that right? Yep. Oh, that's great. Turnovers, baby. Yeah, so the Falcons look, you know, whatever. If they don't win, it's okay. At least they're in it. You know what I mean? Like, they're not being devastated like they were last week. 0-2 is going to be a big hole. No, I'm not rooting. Don't misunderstand. This is an important win. I'm just saying, like, from a fan's perspective, it's not demoralizing if they lose it here, you know. It's gotcha. Not, last week was like, uh, almost quit on the season already, you know. This game, they're in it. Their offense has been had some life, and, you know, Ds look good at times. Here's a question for you. What do you call a group of Dolphins? What? Losers. <laughs> <laughs> 43 nothing? 43 nothing. And last week they lost 59 to 10. Oh, yeah, I saw uh something scroll on the bottom. What was it something like a negative 93 point differential? It was a oh, record oh, for two good. games in an NFL. Oh, goodness gracious, that's crazy. It's crazy. You know I like the old references. It was easier to watch Dukakis tank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The Super Bowl halftime show should just be Dolphins players and coaches reading handwritten apologies to everybody. <laughs> when the NFL uh, shows highlights of the, the Dolphins, it should just be set to the Benny Hill music. <laughs> Do people know that's called Yakety Sax? <laughs> I didn't. I, yeah, I don't think I did either. It's, it's vaguely familiar, but I'm not sure I would know the reference. Touchdown uh, Julio. Right now? Yes, sir. Oh, I turned off my video because I was trying to preserve battery. I'm robbing myself of Falcon scoring. I got you covered. Uh, I, I, don't, I enjoy the play-by-play, but I want to see it. <laughs> All right, I'll listen to the play-by-play. That's fine. Uh, watch some highlights later. Owning Dolphin season tickets should be considered a warning sign for depression. Yeah, no kidding. Dolphins tickets should come with Prozac or a paper bag and a noose, one way or the other. Um, ironically, the Dolphins are catfishing their fans. They said in the online profile they were an NFL team. I think they used an old picture. <laughs> it's Larry Zonka or something. <laughs> that is an old picture. <laughs> oh, we did we did kudos and taps on the back, but we didn't we didn't do who needs a hug. Ah, oh, yeah, we stank. Um. Well, the obvious choice, I mean, I have an obvious choice, but I have one that's a little less obvious. Uh, Drew Brees got hurt. And, oh, uh, you're going to hug Drew Brees? I think, I think the, Saints, the Saints fans have had a rough run of it. And if Drew Brees is out for a significant amount of time, that team looked pretty terrible without him. I was surprised how much of a drop-off there was. 
So, little hug to the Saints fans. They got another like shitty call against them today, and it was a, it was a touchdown that basically they called wrong, but they couldn't reverse it because they blew the whistle. Um, and then they lost their quarterback tonight. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Drew Brees is going to see a hand specialist, and I thought hand specialist. You mean like Louis C.K. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Teddy Bridgewater did not look good. You know Teddy Bridgewater. Excuse me. That's my nickname for Ted Kennedy. Um, <laughs> Big Ben got hurt, too. Good news, a broken clock is still right twice a day. That's right. Big Ben's a perfect nickname. Tall, old, and not much without the bell. Good night, everybody. Hey, now. Jokes. Um, who do you got for uh, who needs a hug? Who needs a hug is Giants fans. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Giants fans need a hug. You're Giants su- fans who are tired of watching Eli Manning play. That, that's who needs a hug. You're not surprised, though. That's the good news. Surprised that what? That they stink? Yeah, you knew they were going to stink. They, they were like bottom five teams going into the season, right? Oh, it's just not supposed to be that way. <laughs> you spoiled bastard. I thought about you the other day when I was sucking to somebody about the Falcons. And I had the I had the uh, mental image in my head of you and your brother and your cousin and all of your Giants fans at the tailgate when we did one of the games. Yeah. And you guys were talking about your favorite Giants moments, and you were, <laughs> you had so many like Super Bowl related things you could reference, and I'm just sitting there with my beer and my Falcon heart, like eh, go fuck yourselves. We got nothing. Was this this was pre twenty eight three? Oh goodness i don't know the chronology there i think it was i think it was that season either way what am i supposed to take from that game and (laughs) yeah right (laughs) (laughs) you're getting all the texts from everybody (laughs) they're gonna win i can't believe it (laughs) (laughs) don't jinx it i I remember sending you a couple you jinxed it i did i actually texted my brother who was at the game I was pretty gentle, though. I was like, it looks pretty good. I didn't want to say anything crazy. (laughs) Oh, terrible. Uh, Momentous occasion right now. Today was the last day, probably ever, that an NFL game happened on a baseball diamond. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's kind of an interesting uh, end of an era, right? The Raiders played, you know, they play where the A's play, and... uh, you know, they're done with the baseball season. Oh. So it's going back to the full surface, and then they're moving next year. And it was the last stadium that had any any leftover of that kind of universe, you know? I don't think anybody's going to miss it. No, it's awful. It doesn't play well on TV, that's for sure. I forget who I saw on Twitter talking about it, but they were like, hey, are you wondering what it feels like to get tackled on that baseball field? All right, well, go outside, go out on the street. <laughs> Run full speed and just do a belly flop onto the pavement. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could give him credit because it was hilarious. Yeah, that does seem awful. And I mean, just the visual is awful. And, and invariably, there's some crazy shading problem as well, right? That field would be like half in sun, half in shade, half grass, yeah, half dirt. Right, right. It was just like a nightmare for television. Um, God, Patrick Mahomes is, man. What did you say to me a couple weeks ago? He's the truth. <laughs> Probably some kind of version of that. Yeah, he, it's, he is. You're right. That guy is fun to watch, man. Oh, my goodness. 
I was just watching the Red Zone. I call it the end, where they show the touchdown from every every game. Yeah. Every touchdown from every game, and what he th- he threw three touchdowns that were like forty yard throws. And a couple more that got called back. I mean, it was just slinging oh, yeah? it everywhere. He had four touchdowns in one quarter. It was it was a weird confluence of things. He didn't score. That team only scored in the second quarter. They were shut out in the first quarter and then never scored again. Because they didn't need to anymore. You know, I guess they sort of drew it down. But crazy. Yeah, you shut it down once it's 28-10 in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, that team's good, man. That's my team. That's my... Crush the Patriots hope. Yeah. Yeah. Faux show. Um, what else we got? Got a Andy? quick snaps pop quiz for you. Oh, I like that. Adrian Peterson tied Jim Brown today for all-time rushing touchdowns. Right. Can you name the four people that are ahead of him? I happen to see the next one ahead is Walter Payton because he's within reach. Yeah. I don't know beyond that. Um, I could guess. Go ahead. All time, I'm going to put uh, Emmett Smith. Yep, he's number one. Okay. What about Ladanian Tomlinson? He's number two. Oh wow, I'm good at this game. Yeah, you're killing it. Um, I'm I'm lacking one. One's left. One more. Oh goodness, is it old school? It could be. I think nineties. Nineties. Yep. Oh, 90s. I'm going to go um, the dude the dude with the glasses for the Rams. What's Ooh, his name? good guess. Eric Dickerson. Yeah. But he's now he's down on the list, number 13. Okay. Um, Barry Sanders? Nope, nope. Hmm. Might even go back to 80s, 80s into the 90s. Well, I'm stumped. I don't know that era as well. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed him if I was looking at it. It's Marcus Allen. Oh wow, yeah, that's that makes sense. But I would I wasn't gonna get that in the next ten guesses. <laughs> <laughs> wow, good for him. I didn't realize he played long enough to do all that. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty astounding looking at this list. I'm looking at like Marshawn Lynch, right? He had a pretty good career. He scored a lot of touchdowns. He's at number sixteen all time with eighty four, and then Emmett Smith is number one. He almost doubles it with 164. Oh, that's crazy. That's, I mean, that's the perfect storm. It's health, longevity, and a really good team for some of that run, you know. And a couple good years with the Cardinals, you know. Oh, right. Plus, <laughs> plus it was the era where, you know, they had feature backs where you ran the ball yeah. 30 times. So that's kind of fading, you know. Absolutely. He was so goddamn good. Yeah, he was good. I hated him always because he kept me from going to good bowl games when I was 21. He was he was played at Florida, and he would invariably beat Georgia to decide some important bowl game thing and fuck me up, fuck up my plans and keep me from New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> you could have still gone to New Orleans. Would have been about the same experience. That's a good point. <laughs> Last week, I literally heard the guy say, "They're gonna party in New Orleans tonight." You know, it's like a joke I've done before. I literally, the guy literally said that on the broadcast. It's like, yes, they're gonna party must, in New Orleans regardless of this outcome, sir. Must be a quick snaps listener. <laughs> so Antonio Brown scored today, and it appeared to be consensual. So that's nice. 
<laughs> the Dolphins weren't really putting up a fight. <laughs> Besides, if they didn't want it, they shouldn't have worn those sexy uniforms. <laughs> the orange and teal. Yeah. Yeah, they were asking for it. Shouldn't be out there peacocking. <laughs> and... <laughs> now this is why we can never write for Saturday Night Live <laughs> Antonio Brown has a new number he went from 84 to 17 in approval rating yeah. I can't believe uh, Poison Ivy Packers in our league dropped Sam Darnold that seems like the perfect team for him <laughs> he's going to be gone for at least a month right I don't know. And he's not on a good team anyway. You ever have mono? No, but I remember in high school it being something that I was, like, everyone was afraid to get. It was a scary thing. Yeah. I don't think I've heard about it since. Did it go away, or I'm just not the right age group, or what happened? I don't know. I think I had mono-like symptoms once. Turns out I was just lazy. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoy that joke. You know how uh, you know how he got mono. Well, we know how he didn't get it from kissing a trophy. That's a, yeah, that definitely. Is. Mono means one, which is uh, an optimistic estimation of how many games the Jets will win without this guy. <laughs> Not a big Trevor Simeon believer. I don't know. Oh, we'll see. It's tomorrow night, right? I benched Robbie Anderson because the buzz is that he's like Captain Checkdown. And oh uh, yeah. And also, you know, Robbie was drawing some strong corner. I forget his name, but, you know, I read up on these things when I make decisions, you know. Joe Hayden. Is that right? Joe Hayden? Sounds right. I don't know. I think the Browns bounce back and have a big game. Absolutely. Yeah. Like the Falcons. Yeah. Kicking butt right now. Kicking butt. Uh, Let me do some gig plugs. I always forget this. Not always, but half of the time I forget. Uh, I just got back from Grand Rapids, and oh my goodness, that was a pleasure. What a great club. It's in a building called The Bob, and it's got like seven different bars and restaurants, and they're all kind of in one area. There's a nightclub and a thing and like a microbrew kind of place and like a band bar and a comedy club. It's really cool. And they put me up at the Marriott across the street and... You know, the staff was cool and the crowds were good. It was just like a pleasure to be a comic this weekend. It was really fun. Um, the next gig is uh, I'm doing a couple of things coming up. I'm doing uh, Youngstown one night only, one Thursday night in Youngstown, Ohio. Um, Get them while they're hot. That's right. And then I'm headed to the Toledo Funny Bone after that. So the Funny Farm in Youngstown, then the Funny Bone in Toledo. That's the last weekend of September, September 26, 27, 28. And then a couple weeks after that, I'm doing Liquid Laughs. My favorite. Yeah, it's a good one. And in between those two gigs, it's not even on my calendar yet, uh, Emo Phillips called me. No. And asked me to come open for him in Vegas at the new Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club. You're kidding. And I said yes. Oh, my goodness. When's that happening? It's the first weekend of October. Vegas, baby. Oh, man. Get to watch one of my heroes. Yeah, he's so good. He's so good. Yeah, he's so good. Jimmy Kimmel opened a club? Yeah, there's a Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club in Las Vegas now. All right. So I'll report back about that, too. Yeah, please do. That sounds fun. That's going to be great. Yeah, man. 
I gotta see emo and I gotta see Neil Hamburger. Oh yeah, I I I would like to see Neil Hamburger. Emo and I'm also kind of... hamburger. A lot of the hamburger <laughs> jokes. This is the two ends of the comedy spectrum. Those are three like bucket lists. Gotta go see them. <laughs> I would like to see Neil Hamburger say hamburger. <laughs> he has to have done that at one point. <laughs> has to have. Right. Because <laughs> that's my life. <laughs> Emo's great. Need an excuse to come to Vegas in a month or so. Oh, man, maybe I could swing it. Doubt right. it, but we'll see. All right. <laughs> um, I, I I did everything I came here to do. <laughs> we gotta get Susan on. <laughs> we already did that. It's a pre-record. Are we allowed to tell them? Sure. <laughs> yeah, so we had a chance to talk to uh, Susan, the uh, the source of all of our uh, fantasy football chaos last week, <laughs> and and find out uh, what happened with Antonio Brown. And uh, it's a pretty cool chat, so uh, here it is. Hey man, what's up? Sorry, I thought we were doing forty-five. I was just getting out of the shower. <laughs> oh, you're fresh out of the shower. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> you smell great. <laughs> That's true. You were correct, sir. About to call Susan. Okay. Evening. Susan. Oh my gosh, how cool is this? <laughs> how are you? It's Aaron. I, I could tell. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I actually was just telling my dog because I talked to my dog that it's like, you're going to hear Aaron. You hear Aaron all the time. <laughs> I listen to quick snaps when I clean the bathroom. You know, so he's used to your voice. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, uh, tell him I said woof woof. <laughs> he did not care. Yeah. Um, Kostaki, you there? I'm here. Can you hear Susan? Hello. What's up, lady? Hey, I was just uh, promoting you. I texted a couple people I know in Boise about your show. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I appreciate that. I don't know if it'll, it'll work or not, but I tried. Hey, that's very kind. That's a great club. That's a weirdly good club. Yeah, my good friend of mine uh, from here in Kokomo, Indiana, is uh, working for out there for a client in half time. I mean, every other week she's out there, so... Okay. Connected some people. Anyway, are we talking about Liquid Laughs? That's right. It's it's a it's a great club. The city's great. It's a somebody said it's a, Boise is Denver twenty five years ago, and it has that vibe. Like it's crunchy and thoughtful, and they support the arts, and it's non corporate, and it's, the capital's there, and it's a it's a unusually good, cool city, in my opinion. Awesome. Anyway. Do you want to know why? I mean, why I texted or why I tweeted at you? Yeah, let's, yes. let's jump want, into that the, a little bit. We want to hear the whole thing. We want to hear the whole thing. <laughs> On the show, for the first time, we have a, a listener, Susan. The she was the inaugural champ of the Quick Snaps Listener League. She goes by the name of Viking Vixen, and um, 
we it was actually it was your idea susan to to come on and we said oh, all right let's do it because you got some splaining to do for sure <laughs> well, uh, well first i had no idea that i had splaining to do i was it was pretty hilarious i was driving home from illinois from seeing my family i'm, I'm like cool i haven't you know because you're my number one pull up on my podcast like oh i got a new one and I listen, and the lead-in says, oh, there's drama in our fantasy league. I'm like, wow, shit, what happened? I have no idea. And then I, you know, of course, in the car, and I start hearing it's me, and I'm talking back to you the whole time. Oh, and wow. You know, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we'll get into the, the minutia of what happened with draft day and the aftermath of that. But figured, you know, Kostaki and I kind of wanted to get to know you a little bit. We know you're a Vikings fan and that you're a fan of the show. And we think you're in the medical field as a profession. But uh, where do you live? I live in Lafayette, Indiana. Oh, okay. Um, kind of the, the Purdue Central. So, you know, yeah. um, my husband works there. So that's how I ended up here. Originally from Northwest Illinois, which is closer to minnesota and uh my favorite color is purple uh but i committed to the vikings before the expansion so there weren't all the teams with purple so i have stuck with them since many actually probably longer than you may even remember ago Aaron. I think it's funny that I'm the youngin of this podcast. My beard is like a quarter gray at this point. (laughs) Yes, I have my my whole kind of um, soapbox on on social media, you know, hashtag six degrees of Susan Clark and um, about healthcare. So the short version is I'm in healthcare, IT, and policy, strategic planning. So it's pretty deep. And that's probably as far as you want to go with that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So... So what happened? Aaron, can you break down some of the details here? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, all right. So Susan is one of the more active members of the league on the, you know, on the message board and on Twitter and all that stuff. So I hadn't heard anything from her when I was sending out all of the messages via ESPN, but I just assumed that she was ready to go. I wasn't checking up on her because I knew she was good to go. And then uh, the day before the draft... I think, or maybe it was tonight, the night, the night of the draft. I mm-hmm. I checked the quick snaps uh, email, quicksnapshow at gmail dot com, and there's an email from Susan saying, "Hey, how are we doing this? Being that the season is kicking <laughs> off tomorrow." And I was like, "Get in here, lady! The draft is at ten." <laughs> <laughs> And I guess, you know, she, you went to bed pretty early and didn't even see that. So uh, mm-hmm. Susan ended up auto-drafting. And that's where the drama begins. Yeah. <laughs> the drama that's, begins. That's the yeah. perfect tee-up. That's exactly, because not only did I not get your messages for some unknown reason, I mean, even alerts from ESPN, because I'm like, I have another leader in through all that, I get got plenty of alerts from them, and so I don't know what happened, but that is the the start of my my tri trifecta of of contributing events that I'd like to tell you about. <laughs> so, so you auto drafted. That of course sucks. Right. 
it, it was better than I expected, especially with 16 teams in the league. I was pleasantly surprised at the projected uh, matchup points when I first logged in, but, but that was the case. So not only, so yes, a lot of times I commute to Indianapolis. So I get up at like four 30 in the morning, Eastern time, which that'd be like one 30 there in California, Kasaki. So I'm yeah, that's, that's really terrible. not with you on your time zone. Um, <laughs> so I, I, after work, I'm, in this panic of I have to get my team in order. They're going to kick, you know, cause Thursday night it's going to kick off. Um, so I have, you know, this short window to, to pick and I'm kind of also a project manager by trade. And I like things in, in order. I like to have a plan and it was, that just felt way too rushed for me. So there's your, that, you know, first factor, I'm, I'm a little bit panicked and I'm sitting there at the pregame watch it, you know, for the Bears and Packers game, and they say, oh, Antonio Brown's suspended. And I went, wait, he was in my auto draft. Uh-oh, I need to do something fast. And <laughs> and that was all I heard. And, and so then the, you know, kind of the third factor with this auto draft is I have rules that I normally follow when I pick people. Oh. And he he does not meet my no douchebag rule. I mean, he was projected at high points, so I was willing to, to, you know, endure for the first week and, and figure out what I needed to do. You know, I'm like, okay, we're, we're just going to roll with this. And, but then I heard that and I started making a, a bunch of changes um, and, and we can go back to my other rules if you want, but uh, I started making these, shifts and and trying to do some trades and figure out who's out there and but then i you know they came back and said now i'm not i hate to tell you this but i'm not that proficient at fantasy i actually have oh, done Jesus. really well but oh, i don't think all the rules like waivers and so but i still thought it's not going it said it's on waivers so i'm like well it wasn't automatic no it's not going through until tuesday just like Kasaki said, and even though he actually knows what he's talking about. Um, but I was sure that nothing was going to move. And so I thought, okay, we'll just see what happens. But then things moved the next day, and I went out of town. I didn't see any of it till Sunday when I had not only that happened, it was dropped. Then there was zero. I had no defense active. Um but somehow, with the moves I was able to make off my bench because the auto draft was okay, uh, I still won. <laughs> you won week won. one. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So that, it, it's always nice to hear a former champion say she's not that proficient at fantasy football, right, well, and then she also auto drafted in one week one. So why do we even try? Okay, right, no defense. <laughs> dropped your second round pick. Unbelievable. <laughs> but there is, there is some method to the madness. It's not completely random. I do use some math and probability and strategy, and there's just stuff like gut. And I don't like having any New England players, so I try to get them off as soon as I can. Well, that's the douchebag list, yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. see, uh, rule one. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So, All right, so, I mean, so no douchebags, no patriots. Do you have any other rules? Uh, it's pretty, and sometimes it's just because I think someone's, good, you know, like I think Larry Fitzgerald is a good dude. Sometimes right. his points aren't high, but 
I like him. So I want him around because I think he's a good guy, but sometimes it works. Sometimes it's kind of like how you sometimes pick a wine by, cause the label looks cool. You like know, every time. Yeah. <laughs> kind of methodology. Um, but yeah, it's, let's see. I try to avoid Dallas too, but now I might have to rethink that because I got Dak Prescott and he killed it last week. He did. He did yeah. very well. Very well. That's so I might have right to now. rethink my, and that's all because of Jerry Jones. You know? Yeah. Uh, I generally stay um, away from Cowboys as well. It's not a hard yeah. and fast rule, but. It's, yeah, and Roethlisberger has tainted Pittsburgh for me. Um, so I, you know, that moves down the list. So that that's that's kind of kind of that part. Uh, yeah, that's that's mostly the rules. It's a lot of gut uh, work, and it's it has worked. It, so here's an example of how this has happened to me in the past: is when I very first moved to Indiana, um, my my husband had already lived here, and so to get me acclimated, I went to play euchre with some ladies that he worked with. Yeah, ladies card night. I'd never played euchre before, which Sorry. apparently euchre, euchre. Yeah, it's a thing in Indiana. It's I mean serious thing, and I was killing it. I had no idea how. And they were mad. <laughs> this is not my first rodeo. I'm accidentally falling into something I'm good at. <laughs> I think you. I think you're onto something. I because I, I, lately I've been thinking that I used to be better at fantasy when I did go with my gut more than like trying to make the wise move. Mm-hmm. I yeah, still do that. The the. I used to embrace the pick the guys I like and avoid the guys. Pick the guys I want to root for, and ah, this guy's an asshole. I don't want to. I don't want him on my team. But I, over time, I found that I, the guys that I like, I'm going to root for them anyway, whether they're on my fantasy team or not. And so mm-hmm. I've sort of shifted out of that. And I just, for me, it's all the numbers. Like I don't you know, give me Joe Mixon and Tyree Kill. I don't care. I mean, to me, it's like a dog race. Right, it's like I'm rooting for this collection of characters on this day at this time, but I totally get it, and I, I actually, I kind of prefer, you know, emotionally approaching it the way you do. And I have, I have a buddy who's like a super homer with the Packers. You know, he's just piled up Packers on his team, and I mean, it's fantasy. You can make it whatever you want. So uh, I kind of dig that. I, I like to root for the weird underdog stories and the rookies mm-hmm. and the guy coming back from the knee injury. And I mean, if I'm picking something from an emotional point of view, you know, I like that kind of stuff. The coach that no one believed in and finally like made it through and you know all that stuff. I, I dig. But I found that I root for all those characters, whether they're on my team or not. So you know, in a way, you can kind of double dip and have the guys that you root for in life and then have a fantasy team. They don't have to match up. You know, if Julio scores and he's on my fantasy team and my real life team and he's a guy that I like, you know, it's like win, win, win. So, yeah, I, I, I hear you. Of course, I didn't have a chance to draft Julio because I drew 16th out of 16. <laughs> <laughs> and Aaron drew 15th. That shows you we're not cheating in the league. That's for sure. Yes, that <laughs> certainly wouldn't pick that. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah. What number was Fake Susan? Uh, fake Susan, I think, was somewhere in the middle of the pack, like seven or eight. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was on the turn, sixteen, seventeen, and I had Antonio Brown sitting there, and I'm like, no, no, this guy's too flaky. Something weird's gonna happen, you know. Me? Uh, yeah, I know. But to on the other side of the of the story, like 
he's now lined up if he can keep his head straight and escape this new and his penis out know, of the way too horrific story right <laughs> there's some chance he winds up the number one wide receiver in fantasy but it wouldn't shock me if he was on the exempt list and didn't play it down you never know what's going to happen with this guy yeah mm-hmm. or or the commissioner i was thinking what, should we have a commissioner exempt list for uh quick snaps this week <laughs> Uh, no, I, I don't think you should have a say over anything. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to say that that means Aaron's going to choose these. <laughs> no, I think it would be collectively agreed to. Like, we could all agree. Like, Kasaki, like you do in one league, you all agree to not draft a, a Cowboys, any Cowboys, yeah, right? It, so, my like, old home league, we have a no Cowboys rule, and it's t- it's strict like if you draft a cowboy you're forced to drop him immediately and mm-hmm. about once a decade it's happened twice in about 20 years that something happens there's a glitch and a guy auto drafts a handful of cowboys and has to drop them as soon as the draft is over it's a keeper league too and i had uh amari cooper in a keeper league and when he was traded to the cowboys i had to drop him and of course that's when he had the good season <laughs> it was so painful to watch <laughs> but the rules is rules man Rules is rules. So trust me, I don't want that power, but I think if it's something that we all agreed to, I'd be all for it. Yeah, yeah, you got to agree ahead of time, but we could absolutely pick whatever we, whatever wackadoo rules we want. You know, there's so many crazy settings if you really get in there. And I mean, I've never played in a two quarterback league, and I've never played in the dynasty league. I mean, I would, I would be for trying something totally different if everyone was up for it. All right, well, maybe something will come along that makes sense. Okay. You know, I'll make it up. And Ellen, you can tell um, Andreas that he's on notice for this week. Oh. <laughs> Calling him out. I like it. I like it. He's on notice with me, too. I, I played a league with him, and he, we're playing each other uh, this weekend. So I'm a, I'm a pretty big favorite in that league. I got, a, I got a hell of a lineup. Of course, I can't seem to win. I'm 0-1 again. Uh, <laughs> so we'll, we'll see what happens. You eked out a victory uh, at the 16th spot in week one which is uh, I did. more than I'll i could say it. susan it was really nice talking to you i really uh, appreciate you taking the time to record with us i do want to just wrap this up with a question for you that kind of <laughs> leans on maybe your your professional experience if you don't mind would that be all right with you oh i'm, I'm so curious let's do it <laughs> What would you recommend for Sam Darnold to uh, recover from mono? <laughs> well, I have to. I am not. I do not have any clinical licensure, but I would say there's not a whole lot you can do besides a lot of rest. Yeah. So, like what I know, uh, rest and, and fluids, of course. So sorry, that's all I got for you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be. Stu- I, I also know enough about compliance and legal that. I don't want anybody coming back on me for that. <laughs> oh, geez, you are super buttoned up over there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, Darnold's good. Very political advice. Someone listening, Shoot can you, you imagine someone listening to this podcast, taking medical advice from you, seeking you <laughs> out, and then suing you because their mono treatment didn't go well? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's very thorough, and I appreciate it. I'm well trained. This is, this is you know, like a 25 year buildup of, of information that led to for sure conclusion. Well, it was an absolute pleasure to speak with you, and thank you so much for listening to the podcast for so long and for being an awesome member of the league as well. 
Uh, you yeah. back. Thank, thanks for taking me up on my uh, my just silly challenge on Twitter. So absolutely, it's good to talk to you, lady. Good luck against the dress. <laughs> I know. I hope I don't end up regretting saying that. But here we go. Have a great night. You too. See ya. Yeah, she's a cool chick, man. It was good to talk to her. For sure, and I think she's going to be two and zero after this week in our league with almost no effort. No effort. It's just effortless for her. So. And without a second round pick. <laughs> I bet I kept uh, Antonio on the bench this week. I think that was wise, right? Yeah, I think so. You never know what Belichick's going to do. He could have played him every down or not at all. Yeah. So he had a, he had a pretty good game, but uh, you know, it's not going to hurt me. I think I'm going to come out with a victory. Right. Good. Good. Well, this is going to be lots of one and one teams. Wait, does that mean week. that Susan is beating Andreas? I didn't look. Uh, so right now she's up by five, and Andreas has uh, Devonte Freeman going right now, and oh. she has Jeffrey going on right oh now, my who goodness. might not come back in the game. Oh, That's... but she has the Jets D tomorrow oh, as well. Oh, she's going to so. get him. She's going to smash him. Looks like it's a done deal. Oh, I beat him in the other league too. Ha ha. If Not a good day. If you're listening, Andreas, ha-ha. He's having a great time. He's with a bunch of buddies golfing and watching football and running around. He's doing he just fine. He worried about his dumb fantasy team. <laughs> no, he worries, but he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Well, it was a good chat with you, man. Always go a pleasure, Falcons. man. Hope they pulled this out. Yes, I hope so, too. Go birds. Wait, go. I got to be more specific. Go good guy birds. Go red birds. Red birds. <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk to you in a week. Later.